0: To be fair, his name is Ash Ketchum, so he should be able to catch them all.
1: Oh my god! I never got that! You didn't?
2: I thought that was the whole basis of Ash's character. Oh my god! Oh, (laughs) Catherine's deeply ashamed. You have to kill me now! (laughs) Oh no. Oh, I have to die! Oh no! You have to die!
1: Hi, I'm Kylie Spillman. I'm Katherine Johnson.
0: I'm Robin Kopic, and you're listening to Grow Up, a Saturday morning podcast for nostalgic millennials, where we revisit some of the favorite stories of our collective childhoods.
2: Deconstruct them with our full-fledged adult brain holes.
1: And probably do other things, because I'm hungover, which makes me emotionally unhinged. For this inaugural episode of Grow Up, we decided to watch the first five ever- episodes of pokemon indigo league so to start things off on a serious note we have been assigned the task of each finding a uh, pokemon joke for a battle of wits robin i know how enthusiastic you were so i believe you should go first
0: wait i'm sorry what was your justification for making me go first
1: um, because I would like you're to contest it, really, but I don't know what it is. You wrote me last night about how excited you were to do this.
0: I googled this joke, and I think it's uh, one of the most mediocre jokes I've ever heard. Oh my god. Is why I'm telling it. Why did the Lapras cross the road? I don't know. why. To get to the other tide. <laughs> that
1: sucks.
0: <laughs> I nominate Kylie next. All right.
2: I would love to go next, since I was the only one who got a joke in advance. Hey. What do you call it when a haunter gets too close to a campfire? Oh, no.
0: What?
2: What? A toasty ghosty.
0: Oh, my God. I hate
2: you. I'm physically detesting. I love that. I thought you might. I love that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay my turn
2: your turn <laughs>
1: what do you call pokemon droppings oh no <laughs> peek-a-poo <laughs> oh, <my> god. <laughs> oh god
0: uh, i think kylie's one you in, do that is in my but it didn't have any the fecal jokes was better than the robin's peca-poo.
2: voting for the toasty ghosty
1: okay i vote for it too Yes, I won <laughs> with the
2: Toasty Ghosty. A
0: unanimous victory for Kyler.
2: <laughs> we wanted to work on a franchise with a lot of nostalgic value that spans across like the vastness that is the millennial experience. Um, and in fact, Pokemon is the highest, second highest grossing video game franchise in the world, second only to the Mario franchise. Did you guys... Nintendo killing it. I know, right? Um, And although it's rare to come across a millennial who's entirely unfamiliar with the social phenomenon that Pokemon became... Um, I'd like to start with just a little bit of context. So Pokemon is short for Pocket Monsters, um, actually began as a video game franchise created in Japan by Satoshi Tajiri in 1996, and the basic premise of the games was that humans, called Pokemon trainers, could catch, train, and bat- battle Pokemon for sport. Later, it was expanded into manga comics, and then it was so popular that only one year later it became an animated series, Pokemon Indigo League. Um, And that took off stealing the hearts of millions of children all around the world. The card game was marketed for younger children, but it became a game for all ages when Pokemon tournaments became um, a thing in gaming circles. This whole story begins with a young boy, a 10-year-old boy named Ash, who wants to be a Pokemon trainer. Ash begins, as any 10-year-old boy would, way too excited to go to sleep the night before his induction into the Pokemon Training Society. But in his sleep, while he's dreaming about training his possible Pokemon... Um, he mistakes his alarm clock for a Pokeball and throws it across the room, which <laughs> it smashes against
1: the wall. Fatal error yeah, number right, one, exactly. throwing his alarm <laughs> clock at the wall.
0: <laughs> that's really the, the error that started it all. I mean, it it is.
2: It, you know. it just sets Ash up to be somebody who makes errors Sucks. constantly. Yeah.
0: Right. And like, not just not just the fact that he makes errors they happen because of his personality yeah. because of who he is and what he's like he is so anxious about being the best about getting his first pokemon that he's having these fever dreams and he's mm-hmm. so distracted by his dreams cuz he's so excited he kind of just the mistake stems from that anxiety that that excitement to, mm-hmm. it, it's it's you know in a way his own fault yeah. his own doing
2: it's worth mm-hmm. noting as well that ash's father is not in the picture um and that ash's father left to also become a pokemon trainer and we haven't heard from him since it seems
0: well, i don't think that was worth noting um
2: <laughs> i think it is because it really speaks to i'm kidding i'm
0: kidding, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> it speaks to ash's determination because he wants Like, there's something in him that really wants to be either like his father or better than his father. And this sets off a series of events. Ash oversleeps. He is late to pick up his first Pokemon from Professor Oak. And then he ends up with the only Pokemon that is left. This is a Pikachu, an electric type mouse Pokemon. Even though in the manga, Pikachu was not Ash's original companion. Did you know that, Kether? That's stupid. Do you know who was?
0: You you say that, but wait until you hear who it was, because oh, Clefairy, I am personally right? a big Clefairy. fan. Clefairy. Yeah, that's silly. I love that. I I wish.
2: Ash tries to look on the bright side, and he like embraces his new po- Pokemon, but Pikachu's kind of an antisocial little creature and electrocutes the shit out of him. And together they come across a couple of Pokemon But Pikachu refuses to battle, and Ash tries to catch this Pokémon, the Pidgey, um, but he fails. Finally fed up, Ash throws a rock at what he thinks is a Pidgey, only to find out that he has now pissed off a Spearow, which is a much more dangerous type of bird Pokémon that travels in packs. Spearow calls for help from its flock, and tens of Spearows chase Ash and Pikachu (laughs) over a waterfall. (laughs) Tens of
0: thousands.
2: And this is when we meet Misty ash steals her bicycle and races his wounded pokemon towards this hospital right but the spiros are still hot on their tail and ash crashes the bike but when ash places himself between the approaching horde of Spearows and the wounded pokemon pikachu rewards his selflessness by mustering his last bit of strength and electrocuting all of the spiros in his signature move which is thundershock as the thunderstorm lets up, Ash looks up into the sky and he sees a Pokémon that his Pokédex cannot actually identify. And he learns that there are unidentified Pokémon in this world that trainers have never been able to catch. Um, um,
0: okay, here's another thing that I really wanted to talk about because I I didn't notice this until I actually explicitly made this list. Mm. Every single new person that Ash meets <laughs> is mad at him.
1: Yeah, oh, every single one. So cool. And.
0: Because okay, first he knows his mother and he knows Professor Oak. Right. But even like Professor Oak, who he already knows, is kind of like he's not angry but he's just like, he's mm, you're he's late shitty, again, yeah. you dumb kid. But yeah. even before he sees Oak, the first person he meets is Gary. And Gary like he runs into Gary Gary is angry and contemptuous. He's like, "You lo- you didn't get here in time. You are so late, you you're little pajamas. kid." But also, like, he bumps into Gary. So <laughs> the very first thing that Gary that comes out of Gary's mouth is basically like, "Hey, watch where you're going, kid." And that's that's his rival from there on out. Some, you know, he he ran into him. He got a cool Pokemon, and and uh,
2: though maybe this is worth uh, discussion, but it starts Does, with that. Has Ash n- mm-hmm. met Gary before?
0: No, I think that's the first time because he asks, he tells him his name. They, they introduce each other. I, I was uh, under the that impression I'm Gary,
1: that he says. in the world of Pokemon, everyone just announces who they are every time they walk into a room.
2: <laughs> you know who doesn't do that? Misty never does that.
1: Who? Misty? I have a theory that Misty is not real. Ooh, <laughs> tell me <laughs> about that. Ghost. I just kind of noticed while... Ash is training his Pokemon. I feel like Misty is training Ash, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Misty, are you a ghost of the just collective consciousness of trainers that has come down to train Ash? That's <laughs> interesting.
2: <laughs> I am convinced of yeah. it. I'm not quite convinced, um, but I'll, I'll like I'll, get... I would love to listen to that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then Misty, the f- like first thing that you know, she she thinks she's catching a big fish. And then it's she's oh, it's just a kid. Fish. But then she yells at him. She's mad at him. <laughs> Why
2: are you not uh, a fish? And... But then she sees his Pokemon and she's melts and she's like, oh, right, exactly.
0: So Pokemon. she she's mad at Ash, but she sees his Pokemon and uh, sort of immediately becomes sympathetic to him.
2: Mm-hmm. Not to Ash. And but she's like, you
0: need to, or, or right to to the Pikachu. And she's yeah. like, you need to take your Pokemon to the Poké Center. And he's like, okay, great, and steals her bike. And then obviously <laughs> she's mad at him again.
1: Yeah she's a ghost.
0: And so he's he's on his way to the Poke Center. I think episode two, it starts off with Officer Jenny mm-hmm. giving an announcement about bees in her town. Beaves. Then she sees Ash running. And she, the first thing out of her mouth is literally, speak of the devil. Speak
1: the devil. Ash And then she's
0: like yelling at him and she's angry at him and confronting him. And then she sees that he has a Pokemon that's wounded and she's immediately sympathetic. So it's kind of like Misty. People are mad at Ash, but they see his Pokemon and they are immediately sympathetic of the Pokemon. Yeah. They take him to the Poke Center where there's a person whose name is Joy. Her name is literally Joy. She is one of the happiest characters in the entire series. One of the most loving and sympathetic people. And the first emotion out of her is anger. She's yelling at Ash for being irresponsible towards his Pokemon. Not a single person meets Ash without being mad at him. It's just the natural reaction.
1: I have a few more um, notes about Gary I want to talk about. I'm obsessed with Gary. because um, I, I fucking hate Gary so much. And he is such a big part of the show. But I realize you only see him in one scene in these five episodes. And it's just him being like, I'm Gary Oak, and I'm going to be the greatest Pokemon trainer in the world. And he does this giant speech. And then after that, Ash makes that same speech so many times. In the same Mm -hmm. episode, when he's being faced down by all the Spiro, he makes the same speech as Gary. And it's the first we hear Ash saying those things like, I'm... The greatest boy ever. And I've got a (laughs) Pikachu. And (laughs) check me the fuck out. And (laughs) it's like, Gary planted this seed in Ash and is, like, creating Ash. And he's this specter Mm. over everything he does. Because we never see him again. But all we get is, like, little references to, like, you know, he got, he's the last, Kid from Pallet to get to Viridian City. Um, I think Gary is a really interesting um,
2: foil to Ash, because we yeah. do only see him the w- one time. But he's ever-present. But everything else we hear f- about him is, like, hearsay. But we never really kind of get to see gary's relationship with his pokemon and i think it's pretty safe to assume that he doesn't have a very strong relationship with his pokemon because people like gary tend to treat their pokemon like commodities as opposed to sentient creatures
1: yeah for sure it's like when professor oak was you know saying like oh i made a bet with gary like the question was how many pokemon did you catch instead of like how and it wasn't your about relationship like did you make your...
2: your poke did you make your pikachu happy with you did you ever get yeah. him into a pokeball like it was never about
0: yeah
2: how Tell ash was the... relating to his pokemon it was all about yeah. the number about of the pokemon beautiful, that
1: transformative could... moment you had with your pikachu and like no it's like how many <laughs> pokemon are you at it's like we don't actually he's like oh i only have game. pikachu Nurse
2: Joy accepts her new patient and sends him into critical care, but she reprimands Ash for letting Pikachu get that hurt. Um, Misty catches up with Ash in the waiting room, still hauling her bike, and demands that he replace it. An alarm goes off in the Pokemon Center, indicating that an aircraft containing Pokemon thieves was seen hovering over the Pokemon Center. And this is the first time we meet Team Rocket. Jesse, James, and Meowth. But just in time, a horde of Pikachus dive on top of their injured companion, charging him with electrical energy. And with this extra power, Pikachu defeats Team Rocket. Um, But no, they realize that Ash's Pikachu is no ordinary Pikachu, and they vow to come back for him, and they flee the Pokemon Center. Excuse Um, me, they don't flee, they blast off again. (laughs) They do, they blast off at the speed of light. Surrender now. Semantics, kind of <laughs> um, Then Ash and Misty go to the Viridian Forest together where they encounter a Caterpie. Uh, Ash hurls his empty Pokeball at this low-level Caterpie, and he catches it and he celebrates his first win. But they are interrupted by Team Rocket. They demand that they hand over Pikachu, but Ash refuses, so Jesse and James summon their Pokemon, Ekans and Coughing, for a battle he then summons Caterpie, but Caterpie actually defeats them. And Misty, in an attempt to overcome her fear, um, tries to reward Caterpie with a little pat on the head for a job well done. But then Caterpie evolves into Metapod, a hard cocoon of a bug-like Pokemon. Um, encouraged by his success, Ash leads his way deeper into the forest.
0: But the point that I was going to make is, is the value that Pokemon have in, in terms of human relationships they are the bridge that connects humans who have no sympathetic quality you know it's people who would have no reason to like each other for instance misty hating Mm -hmm. ash right away i mean she's yeah she's mad at him she automatically doesn't like him but she automatically likes pikachu and that's Mm -hmm. what bonds them together it's because of pikachu that they become friends it's because of uh, the Pokemon in, in their life that they are able to connect with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, At same with, you know, even the 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 Caterpie who Misty automatically dislikes,
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: and that becomes a point of contention between Ash and Misty. That's another like personality conflict, but through the uh, that episode and and like as the Caterpie fights. Uh, and, and does his best to protect ash to win in the fight um and as they go through all of these things and it becomes a metapod and then butterfree or right right even before even right before it becomes a metapod uh misty finally sort of becomes okay with the Caterpie, and she like is almost like ash even says it evolves and then ash says I believe you were about to say something friendly towards the Caterpie. (laughs) Uh, And and so even though the Caterpie itself being a bug Pokemon was the point of contention to begin with, the emotional journey that it took them on brought them closer together. And Mm -hmm. she was able to overcome something, a fear of her own, a a bias of her own, uh, because of this Pokemon. And not because of Ash, but... Now her and Ash are closer than ever, and it's just another step that brings them together on on their journey uh, of friendship.
2: <laughs> While engaged with in another battle between his Pidgeotto and a Weedle, looking for the quote-unquote trainer from Pallet Town. The battle devolves into a proverbial pissing contest, Metapod versus Metapod, Hardening doing contest. nothing more than this defensive mood called Harden. Then a swarm of Beedrill approach and steal Ash's Metapod while the samurai flees with his own. Ash, in the meantime, rescues Metapod. He apologizes for leaving Metapod behind. Metapod then evolves into Butterfree.
1: So do you, are you guys familiar with, like, the young Ian, uh, idea of like ego death or psychic death yes oh no tell us about that so tell, it's tell the to, listeners about that yeah <laughs> um there's a lot of different versions of it and some of it like has a lot to do with like psychedelics and stuff but um in mm-hmm. Jungian psychology it's like a complete loss of subjective self-identity um ego death is a phase of self-surrender and transition a fundamental transformation of the psyche so when I was reading about that I was just thinking about ash because i feel like every episode he has this moment where he should transition and she, he should become this stronger person and yet he kind of goes through this same cycle every single episode we were kind of talking about that where he starts out really enthusiastic and then something just terrible happens to him and he kind i just don't feel like he's learning from it did you guys notice that in these five
0: he doesn't yeah, he doesn't learn from. He's
1: always he doesn't still seem to learn... really stubborn, mm-hmm. so he's not having his his transition or ego death. And I also thought that was, applies a lot to Pokemon that are actually evolving, where they're completely changing their state of being.
2: Like that's really interesting because, like, what is it that triggers Caterpie's um, evolution? It's the fact that Misty reaches out to pat him on the head, and suddenly he just looks up and he, evolves. Yeah he feels
1: love for the first time he He
2: feels love from misty who for some reason means a lot to him
1: instantly yeah and that so episode four the samurai um Mm -hmm. which i was so not looking forward to i don't know why i just thought it looked so stupid and then i ended up loving it uh (laughs) it has that (laughs) it has that fight where we see a little bit of Ash actually becoming a, a good trainer where he's fighting Pinsir with his Metapod and everyone's like, what are you mm-hmm. doing, you dumb idiot? No one fights the Metapod. You just put it out at the beginning of the battle then you pull it back so it gets points and it evolves later on in the video game. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But he thinks ahead to like Pinsir uh, chopping Metapod in half and he so he has the foresight to be like, Metapod, Harden, and he like breaks pincers like uh pincers. Horn things. His pincers He breaks Pincer's yeah. Pincers. So what is he now? He's not he doesn't even have a name. Uh the samurai is like, I know just what to do. Here's my metapod. And so they're just two metapods sitting there. <laughs> and they just keep yelling, Harden, 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 and then to the point that Misty's sitting there with like a margarita watching, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's seared in my memory forever. And So the whole episode is just about like him being so stupid and stubborn. And then when his Metapod gets taken, he blames the samurai. And then when they don't get Metapod (laughs) back, he keeps blaming everyone else but himself. And he gets in this big Mm -hmm. fight with Samurai. Samurai's like, you left your Pokemon behind. Like, he doesn't mean anything to you. And he's like, no, it was you. It's not my fault. I did everything. And then finally, when he gets Metapod back and Metapod's mad at him, and he's like, it wasn't my fault. It was everyone else's fault. And then he just stops and he's like, he trips and says, like, you know what? It was all my fault and I'm not going to make any more excuses. And then that's when Metapod evolves yeah. into a butterfly. And so I thought, like, this is going to be this moment where Ash actually kind of changes. And I, because I thought this is symbolic of Ash's change he's going through but i think more is just an allusion to what he can achieve someday that he can be a beautiful butterfly too because the very next episode he's you know electrocuting pikachu so that he can get a badge (laughs) and it's like just train just Misty just offered to help you and she is your ghost mentor. Just do it. Yes. And he's like, no, I wanna super blast my Pikachu cause this random homeless guy told me to. And it, God, he has not changed else at I think all. Is interesting
2: is that like every time Misty keeps offering help, which is so generous, but mm-hmm. she never gives him any context for the fact that like she is a valid helper. Because she is a Pokemon trainer mm-hmm. and she is
0: a gym leader
2: one of four sisters. she's a gym leader. she's a strong Pokemon trainer with a nice little arsenal of Pokemon and she never explains that to him like which she shouldn't have to. He because immediately discounts her because she's a, a female
1: ghost. <laughs> I was gonna say girl, but you know no. ghost works also she, a toasty he, little because- ghosty. You're sitting there like, why doesn't she have any... Why doesn't she want to go be in the Pokemon League and do all this stuff? It's because after Ash took her bike, she died. And somehow... And I, now she's haunting Ash because he owes her a bike. I don't... I don't, I don't know about that. It's, <laughs> I feel I'm like her so sisters would notice side. if she was dead. She's she's bestowing otherworldly advice onto him and training him. And he's... <laughs>
2: You know from beyond the grave. From
1: beyond the grave. Okay, I'm curious then. What do you think <gasps> you know killed I just Misty? Wait. What? Wait. Ho has the power of resurrection. hmm When Ho came over Ash, Ho resurrected Misty's spirit to guide him. Cause Misty died somehow. How I mean, did Misty die though? She was just fishing and then she was dead. There was <laughs> chaos for a second there. It was there was rain and Spiros like who knows she got what she got killed by all of them um
2: Spiros. Them Spiros killed her. Yeah. And then Ho-o, continued on
1: looking for Ash. Hoa resurrected her to be Ash's guide. And she's haunting
2: him. I think that's a conspiracy theory.
1: I um yeah.
2: Meanwhile, Ash and Misty make their way into Pewter City and come across a man named Flint. Ash visits the Pewter City gym and meets the gym leader, Brock. Brock summons his Onix, which is like this big rock type Pokemon. And Ash uses Pikachu, unaware that rock type Pokemon are largely immune to electricity. Ash has to surrender. Flint then brings Ash and Pikachu back to his cabin to rest, where Flint describes Brock's family life. We find out that Brock is the eldest brother of 11 siblings, and he is the only caretaker after their father left and their mother passed away. Flint then shows Ash a method with which to power up his Pikachu. Once Pikachu is supercharged, Ash returns to Pewter Gym and challenges Brock to one more match. So Pikachu takes the lead. In calling for the final blow against Onyx, Brock's 10 little brothers and sisters grab hold of him and beg him to stop because they know that their brother loves his Pokemon so much. Ash orders Pikachu to return, vowing to beat Brock fair and square in the future. But Brock catches Ash on the way out, offering him a pewter badge nonetheless, because he both won the match and he was kind enough to spare Onix. Um, This touching moment is interrupted by Flint, who takes off his disguise and reveals himself as Brock's father, Flint tells Brock to go out and seek, seek his dreams with Ash. So they set off, Cute. Misty trailing behind, and that's where we are.
1: There's a very important detail, mm-hmm. which is when Flint like takes all the stuff off his face and Brock literally says, my father, as if they aren't the exact same cartoon character. he doesn't go like dad he goes my father my father
2: (laughs) he does and given that i just kind of want to bring this up because i've been thinking a lot about this about the ethical side of the pokemon world about what it means to be like because it feels like pokemon battling and like catching wild pokemon and then training them feels like a form of animal cruelty in some ways. Like not necessarily the way that ash does it, but like taking wild animals from the wilderness, putting them in a confined space and then making them fight each other.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, like- especially when we when we take into account the fact that pokemon can eat other pokemon. Yeah. and that humans also eat Pokemon
0: <laughs> that's definitely
2: um,
1: like something I'm thinking about as an adult rewatching then, it and I don't know that I have an opinion yet like I have to watch more like please convince me that this is not that this I isn't is animal cruelty
0: because and this is not answered in the first five episodes but it's something no. that comes up in, in the later episodes where Ash treats his Pokemon so differently from other people yeah um and yeah. that kind yeah. of there's
2: a lot more empathy in hmm. Ash's t- treatment of his pokemon yeah. as opposed to other characters like it's it's really Ash Misty and Brock who are very very kind to even their even
0: creatures. within that group Ash does things so differently from those other two they are mystified yeah. by some of the things that he does there's an episode i think like episode 8 or so where they are actually making fun of Ash Because he is treating his Pokemon in an empathetic way. I just shook my
1: head at the dirty, dirty cheat bag. Referencing episode (laughs) 8.
0: But yeah, literally everybody. Even his two closest friends are actually making fun of him for treating uh, a new Pokemon that he finds in an empathetic way instead of being uh, hard on it and abusive to it or whatever.
2: Um, So that was a a
0: really interesting... And
2: we will see very clear examples of, like, bad Pokemon trainers in the next couple of episodes. We're going to find examples of, like, really abusive Pokemon trainers. Yeah. And Ash is just, like, the furthest from that.
1: Yeah. He's pure of heart, which is why the Ho-Oh... Because I went and I read everything about shows Ho-Oh. itself to
2: him because like that is yeah. the whole thing is like Ho-Oh only shows itself to people pure of heart, trainers yeah. pure of heart, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. And then nobody like believes him when he says he saw it. Like no, Oak even just Professor shuts Oak,
2: him
0: down. especially yeah. Professor Oak. Professor Oak especially has too much Professor experience. He's like, there's yeah. no way it would ever show up to you because I have never seen one.
2: Yeah there are trainers all over the world who have never seen
1: such a thing yeah (laughs) you must be mistaken and ash is like no my roommate whenever he gets drunk he's like can you talk like ash again and i'm like i'm ash ketchup (laughs) (laughs) this is my pikachu he's never gonna evolve because he's cute that's my ash impression
2: that is really interesting as well. Like, we see so much character development within Pikachu, even within these first five episodes, but we know that Pikachu like never evolves.
1: <laughs> yeah. He remains oh my god, Pikachu. when Brock was like, Oh, your Pikachu's very cute. He must be weak and I'm like, Brock, you're cute too.
0: There is an episode not too far down the road where he uh contemplates evolving. Pikachu and then decides spoilers
1: to make- spoilers 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 <laughs> you bad bad cheater pants
2: no 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 but you're right you're right he does for a minute in the future although this is spoilers um well, well, yeah. he considers evolving Pikachu into Raichu but he also knows that like he, he doesn't he like ask Pikachu, Pikachu doesn't if want he to. wants to evolve yes he does he doesn't
0: does or no he, doesn't he, he, doesn't? he asks and Pikachu doesn't uh, yeah yes
2: yeah Which is interesting that he gave the choice to Pikachu, which is something I have a feeling somebody like Gary would not appreciate as a valid response. Yeah, Gary's a dumbass.
1: Gary sucks. You only know that one thing about Gary. And yeah, but this thing with Ash and Gary, the fact that they're- Because I was just like, they're probably the same age. They're coming from the same middle-of-nowhere town. Why are they not friends? It's because yeah, like, Gary is a douchehole. Yeah, that's correct. Because we yeah. know that Ash can be like friends with anyone because everyone he meets hates him, and by the end of the episode, they're like, "You're here. Have a <laughs> a Pewter City badge, even though you didn't beat me. Can I come be your friend for the rest of this television series, <laughs> even though we just met?" Um, because I just noticed that this world. Pokemon world is so obsessed with rules and timing Mm -hmm. and Ash kind of exists outside of that. And so Gary is just kind of bursting through everything where Gary is always the first one to get to every town and uh, follows all these rules and collects all these Pokemon. It's all these things that when you're writing it down, it looks like he's the better trainer. This is what you should be doing. And even professor Oak, you know, is in that mindset where, ash tells him this amazing thing where he's like i saw a legendary pokemon and he's like no 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 you didn't and then he goes on he's like oh i made a bet with gary about like how many pokemon you'd catch which is you know this more quantifiable way of figuring out who's a good trainer well one
2: gary and professor oak both know that ash was late so they already know that there is something not great with ash's abilities or perhaps even just like His commitment to the Pokemon training, as from their perspective anyway. Mm. And the fact that he shows up to Viridian City with no Pokemon (laughs) really is kind of I think I think Professor Oak has more faith in Ash (laughs) than, <laughs> he probably should have, <laughs> because I think he sees something in Ash. I think he—I don't yeah. think he would have given him a Pikachu unless he thought he could handle it, because Pikachu are notoriously stubborn.
0: I thought it was very humorous, and I—you know—I think it's intentionally done this way. But also, it's a little bit dark and a little bit cynical. How mm-hmm. uh, Professor Oak, in the giving of the Pokemon to to Ash. Doesn't even bother to. He's just like, I'm gonna let this kid be continuously disappointed because Ash <laughs> picks up a Pokeball and he's says, like, I've I made want my decision. This one, Squirtle. and it's an empty <laughs> Pokeball. And Oak is just like, Oh yeah, somebody took that one already. So then Ash is like, Okay, well, let me take this second one.
2: Well, Professor Oak just like one, he lets him do this, and two, after every poke after every empty Pokeball that he opens, he makes like this snide little comment yeah, exactly. about like he's, he's, he's like, like oh, God. well, yeah, th- that Squirtle was, was taken by somebody who didn't wake up late today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and and so that that to me was just like a really, but so it's it's excitement and then disappointment. In this case, <laughs> perpetual disappointment as Sorry. he finds out. All three of the Pokemon rapid that fire are not there. It's
2: just rapid fire of disappointment and excitement. Next, I suppose we should move into the personal statement. Mm-hmm. So what we plan on doing is one person on rotation is going to try to share a personal story that relates to the themes that have arisen in this section. Um, and this week, it's me. It's so... Turn. Fairly unsurprisingly, I was a little bit of a tomboy as a kid. Um, I had two very close friends. Both of them were boys. Gross. And yeah, they were yeah. the rough and tumble sort of boys. Uh they were the ones they were the kids yeah. that watched wrestling. They they reenacted a lot of WWF and uh <laughs> liked to hit things with sticks and they and they liked to uh use swear words like damn when our parents Wait, listening. How old were listening oh this was a big deal cuz we were like 7 cheesy wheezy you <laughs> cheesy were swearing wheezy. when you were
0: 7 i don't think i even knew what swear words I were i wasn't
2: i was a goody goody two shoes um to an extent <laughs> <laughs> and i found all of these th- i thought that they they were funny um and entertaining and I but I never really got to fully engage into the little group because I as the only girl was never totally allowed to join in not entirely anyway um this might have been because the boys parents might have told them not to involve me because I was a girl and apparently would be like more likely to get hurt but like the older I get I wonder <laughs> I wonder about that because Even when I would join the existing scuffles, they would, like, suddenly come to a close. Um, Anyways, whatever the reason, I was always kind of on the outside of our little relationship, and I assumed the role of the responsible young leader.
0: (laughs) I didn't mean to laugh so loud at that.
2: You're a dick. (laughs) I was the problem solver. I was the planner. I was the peacekeeper. And I was the one that um, made a lot of the decisions to go back uh, while the boys fought. Um, I was the one that was forced to be responsible. So (laughs) I wanted to share a little story. One time, my very good friend, whose name I will not share... Um, (laughs) Call him Bulbasaur. (laughs) Bulbasaur. I'm going to call him Bulbasaur.
1: Bulbasaur.
2: So Bulbasaur and my little brother, Nick, whose name I don't actually mind sharing, um, started getting into a little tussle and they were reenacting a wrestling fight that they had seen on WWF. Um, (laughs) and, And Bulbasaur picked my brother up put him over his head and threw him onto the grass. And I was the one that had to be like, Bulbasaur, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was the one that unfortunately had to be the tattletale. I had to, because my little brother (laughs) had been somehow in the, in the lift I guess Bulbasaur had grabbed hold of my brother's testicles when he threw them. And he was in a lot of pain. So I had to bring my little brother into the house where my mother could treat his poor little testicles. (laughs) (laughs) Bring this up next time I see him. Anyways, uh, how this relates. I often felt a lot like Misty and in fact watching the show growing up I remember relating to Misty even though back then I didn't have red hair Um, but I was like constantly being left behind or pushed aside but then being expected to be the responsible one Um, and mm. as we'll come to find out Misty has a great deal more skill than Ash does at least in the beginning she has more Pokemon and ultimately she has more training and experience Um it's not Because either of her travel companions make an effort to get to know her, that she becomes a part of the group. It's kind of through brute force on her part that she asserts herself and she makes herself a part of it, regardless of whether or not the boys want her there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was lovely. In fact,
2: Brock makes a point to be like, who's that strange girl that's following us? And Ash is like, let's walk faster. She's a ghost. She's a ghost. She's a toasty
1: ghosty. Toasty ghosty. Next. That was lovely. Well, thank you. And I look forward to Misty's feminist uprising.
2: Me too, because there's a lot of... Because Misty's the only girl we get to see on a regular basis, we get to interpret a lot of the story through a feminist lens through Misty's mm-hmm. eyes. And so far, what we've seen is Misty being pushed aside and Misty being left behind and Misty not being taken seriously. Which I can speak for a lot of women when I say that that is the experience of a lot of women in the real world Um Women are constantly pushed aside. Women are constantly being told that they're not enough or that they're, um, ghosts, somehow lesser. Yes. It, and ghosts for some reason. Um, but next I would like to move on to our weekly question. Robin, would you like to read that? Yes. Yeah,
0: so assuming that unlike Ash, you arrive on time to claim a Pokemon from Professor Oak, which of the three basic Pokemon would you have claimed and why?
2: And I would just like to preface this with: you can't choose Pikachu because we didn't know that Pikachu was an option at the
1: beginning. You can't be like, I would be the avatar. I would be master of all four elements. It's
2: yeah. You can't so- be like, I'm gonna P- Pikachu or Clefairy or show some uh, Mewtwo. I'm sorry, why are like, we taking Clefairy off the table again? Because Robin, the three basic kidding. Pokemon are Char Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. You are being so
1: ignorant.
0: I'm well aware. I, I already made my decision long before these things were said, and it is. I have my answer. I will give it to you next episode.
1: All right. So it, it, um, it is mother fucking who's, Clefairy. I am going to lose a uh, nut. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna lose my fucking. It's, not, my it's not. I already said. I'm it's gonna one lose of the three my
1: Pokemon. tiny testicles, just like poor Nick. You've been listening to Grow Up, a Saturday morning podcast for nostalgic millennials with Katherine Johnson, Robin
2: Coffitt, and Kylie Spillman.
1: We'll be taking a break from Pokemon, but we'll hopefully get back to it in the future. As for next week, please join us as we watch the film classic Mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
0: We would love to hear what you took away from the show and from this podcast. So if you heard something that resonated with you, or if you heard something that you don't think it's quite right please send us your thoughts at growthepotup at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and send us your thoughts there also at growthepotup complete with your name and the city you live in and a little further down the line we may share those thoughts
2: on the air
1: this episode of Grow Up featured the song Enthusiast by the band Tour if you enjoyed the episode please comment rate or subscribe on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts